Hello everyone and welcome to week two's check-in for this round. I've got Chelsea here. Hello everyone. How are you doing Chelsea? I'm very good. Actually I'm lying. I'm not very good. I am in so much pain from this like swole mate class this morning but I'm just gonna get my head around it and move on. It was a lot. <laughs> is, that the, is that the crazy hit one that you've been doing? Yeah, on a Saturday they do it and me and Shane partnered up and we were, you had to do like, it was like you had to do a hundred of everything, a hundred chest of floor burpees with a jump, a hundred goblet squats, a hundred reverse lunges, a hundred clean like push press. Like, it was the slowest hundred reps I have ever done in my in one, life. In one go, did it not, did they not break it up or was it in one go? It was in one go. It was like between you and your your sw- swole mate, which was Shane, my my soul mate became my sm- my swole mate. Um, <laughs> he we had to do. You could split it how you want. So you had to do a hundred reps, and you could do like one person do ten, and the other person do ten, or you know what I mean. But it was all oh, about yeah. getting yeah that kind of thing. But anyway, how are you? <laughs> Yeah, I'm all right, thank you. Um, haven't been killing myself as much as you have, but you know, all good, plodding along. Nice to be back home and back into my routine after holiday. Do you know what? I love that. I think I am a creature of comfort, actually. Yeah. Like, I love having my foods that I'm have on the on the on the weekly. Um yeah. and I like just yeah, I do really like routine. I thrive off routine, I think. Um yeah. so, yes, all good. That's good. And loads of clients actually have said the same thing. Lots of people have been away and when they come, they've said when they come back, they're like, oh, I'm actually excited to train and get into my routine again, which is nice. Get that sense of normality back. But anyway, enough from us. Um, we have obviously just finished week two. So week one was about finding your feet, getting used to your new nutrition targets, getting used to the exercise plans and kind of working it all out. And then this week, we obviously set you the non-negotiable challenge. So we asked you to get one or two non-negotiable habits into your routine whether that was hitting 10,000 steps a day, whether that was getting your workout in before you started work so it's not hanging over you for the whole day, whether that's meal prepping. You know, we gave you a whole load of things that you could choose from. Um, And it looks like it's been really helpful for some people because when you have that, this is just something that I have to tick off today because that's a promise that I've made to myself, you do make it happen. You find the extra time to get these things in. So I think that that has been a really productive exercise for a lot of people. Yeah, I agree. There was lots of people that said in their wins um, that like Caroline said, I set myself the non-negotiable of 12,000 steps. And then she's like completely shocked herself um, by smashing it out of the park. Sometimes it's really good to have those those goals and be like, no, I have to do this. And then you are like, bloody hell, I did it. I did it. <laughs> and it feels yeah, good. You, you just find a way. It's like you pluck the time out of nowhere and you make it happen. And um, it's just really nice to prove to yourself as well that you can do it. It's such a sense of satisfaction yeah. when you've actually yeah. taken that box at the end of the day. Yeah, for sure. For sure. However, we are <laughs> <laughs> we are at the stage where we have done two weeks. And by now, if you've been sticking to your steps, your exercise plan, your calorie deficit, then by now we would hope that you'd start to see some progress. Now, if yeah. you haven't been seeing the pro- the sort of progress that you're wanting to be seeing, it's an indication to us that we need to help you 
make sure that you're in that deficit because we need to get you moving. We need to get you some results because that's what essentially you've come to us for, right? Yeah. And when we're talking about progress, we're not saying that you're going to transform your body in two weeks. We are talking about um, you making progress in terms of the scale. So if your weight is staying the same and your goal is to lose body fat now, um, then you and you're not dropping on the scales or you're maintaining or you're gaining weight, you're weighing in heavier, then unfortunately this actually does mean that you're not in the calorie deficit that we've set you. Um, So we would suggest bringing things back to basics and listening to the podcast that we just put out this week, the plateau, uh, fat loss plateau checklist. It's 20 to 30 minutes and it's going to really help you because the reality is if you are not staying within those calories or hitting those steps, then you aren't going to see the progress that you've paid for. And it is our job to help you with this. So you might find this podcast a little bit, I don't know the words, I, it might be a bit of a reality check and um, we might not be your favorite people. But sometimes when you have a reality check, amazing things can happen and it can really give you a kick up the arse. <laughs> So should we start with some of the questions? Okay, let's start with Cora. Um, How to not let fluctuations on the scales get to you and make you feel like you're not progressing? Okay, so this depends on what kind of fluctuations. If you're going up, down, up, down, but then your average weight is staying the same and your goal is to be losing body fat, then um, this will mean, and again, I'm going to sound really mean here, uh, is it's going to mean that you're not actually staying in your deficit. And that is why you're probably, you know, going to be, it's going to be getting to you because you're not seeing progress because you're not necessarily sticking to it. So I would go back to everything from the top and decide why it's fluctuating. If your scales are fluctuating up and down each week, but over time they're going down, then you are doing an amazing job. And this is how fat loss works. They go up, down, up, down. And eventually you want that pattern to go all the way down. So that is a win. That's why we get you to weigh in three times a week. Also, we make you do your progress photos, which is a fantastic way to see pictures, um, to see progress and see how you feel in your clothes as well. That's an amazing way to, to do it. So if you are getting frustrated because you're not seeing progress, let's revisit it and be like, why am I not progressing? Maz, what do you think? Yeah, I agree with everything you just said. If you're going down and they're a bit wiggly woggly, that line, totally normal for women. We, we're we never going to be linear. But if you are just maintaining, then yes, you have to reassess these, um, the goal and, and what you're currently doing, um, as Charles yeah. said. Okay, Holly, um, I would love to hear what keeps you motivated and constantly striving for progress. Oh, Charles, do you want to go first on that? Um, I'm not always motivated and I'm not always constantly striving for progress. Um, so that's the the truth. Um, but I think that having a goal um, in mind is always fantastic. So when, for example, like when I first started strength training and lifting weights and wanted to transform my body and like love it, then that motivated me. Um, I, I'm still motivated to get my 
bum nice and peachy, but bloody hell, it's taking a while. It's taking a while. So that motivates me, having a nice juicy bum. But the, do you know what the main thing is now? my health my health feeling good uh feeling energized feeling happy in the day and that has actually i would say overpassed any strength training goal for me or like any fitness goal it's actually transformed the way i'm eating uh how much i want to move uh the fact that i want to exercise I, it's mad actually it's since we started fit female project Maz. really is it completely changed your mindset massively yeah what about you I think what keeps me striving for progress, if we're talking about kind of in lifting weights, I love, I love feeling strong. Um, and actually, I'm for a small person, I am quite strong. <laughs> blow, blow my own trumpet, although I've not been lifting for a while. But that that really keeps me motivated in the gym. I love tracking my numbers and I love progressing and I love seeing that go up. I get a real kick from that. Um, so I think kind of what find you've got to find your thing that makes you tick and keeps you going. And not every day I'm wanting to go. And actually, some days it gets a bit scary when you go and you you know you've got to try and lift heavier and you've got to hit higher numbers because actually it's quite daunting. Um, but the feeling after the words, the satisfaction. I just love being a strong woman. That's um, yeah. something that really motivates me. Yeah, it is nice. It's just, we just, I think as humans, we just like getting better and being good at things. I always th- keep thinking about this, this ice bath malarkey, right? I'm not, I'm not sure how good, I know you're against the ice bath thing. Well, not against <laughs> it, but there's actually, there's not many, there's not loads and loads and loads of, of evidence of how beneficial it is, considering how torturous it is, I would say. <laughs> but um, I think that the reason people are obsessed with it is because you start off and it's so hard and you'd like, oh my God, I did two seconds. And then the thing that happened, I went back in, I was like, oh, I did four seconds. And it's actually that that everyone's obsessed with. Yeah. Yeah. Getting better at things. Yeah. That's, um, that's so true. It's like in all of us, isn't it? Yeah, like th- that's why all the girls that are tracking, everyone that's tracking their reps, it can transform your workouts because you're like, oh god, I, I, I did, I, I did ten reps last week. Now I've done twelve, so it's a really nice way to. So yeah, Holly, um, you've been with us for a long time, and I feel like your goals have changed um, throughout the journey, and now it's uh, because you're at maintenance. It's sometimes a bit of a funny thing, maintenance, because you're like, hold on, what is my goal? But um, I think that if if anything's feeling a little bit stale or or you're not that motivated, I'd address what it is. Maybe you want to start training in the gym. Maybe you want to start eating eating foods that are going to make you feel incredible you know all those kind of things can help yeah agreed okay moving on Lindsay yeah hi lovely ladies lovely Lindsay (laughs) we love you hello Um, I think I think the bit I am most daunted by when I graduate from FFP is not having a program to follow in the gym and I worry I would revert back to classes only the gym scott workouts have helped my strength and confidence so much and I don't want to lose it. I know you floated the idea earlier on in the FFPE journey. Are there still plans for us to 
to purchase a workout access only option on the app. So Lindsay, yes, something that Chelsea and I have been discussing. So we actually had an initial plan to have this uh, workout access only option. Um, We started thinking about that a few months ago, but with the launch and a lot of things going on, we decided to put a pause on that stream of our services, I guess. Um, Now, this option wouldn't have any access to Chelsea and I. So you wouldn't have access to like the group chat. You wouldn't be able to tag us. You wouldn't be doing your check-ins. We wouldn't be able to give you advice. It would purely be um, a a list of different workouts that you can follow, but it would still have your data in the app. So it'd have your progress photos and your weight and stuff. So you can see, you can continue with with your data saved in the app, um, which is quite a nice transition. So yes, to answer your question, we are going to bring that in, we've decided. Now we're actually trying to work out whether we're going to introduce this in November or in the new year. Um, that is still a little bit is looking more likely to be the new year. Um, but if it is any earlier, we will, of course, let you know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Molly, uh, I had a really busy week at work with loads of irregular hours. How do you stay on track when sometimes you don't have the luxury of planning? Um, okay, Maz, what do you think? Okay. So, Uh, I think this happens with a lot of people um, when they don't know their schedule um, in advance. So if you are, if you have got a job where you can be pulled this way and that way and chucked into um, a work meeting or rehearsal or whatever it is, um, we do have a lot of clients that have that kind of unstructured day and that they do run into this problem. Um, just try and think about what you can control. We have got the joy of my fitness pal, <laughs> which is um, a way of if you do have to grab something when you're out, you can either scan that barcode code if you've got a premium account or just um, look on the back of you can usually look look up whatever it is you've bought and it will have it in the database and you can put that in so you can see as you go um what you're consuming and then by the end of the day see what you're left with yeah and I think money keeping everything as simple as possible is going to help you big time in terms of foods even if it means that you're uh repeating the same things and it's less to think about then that's good um it doesn't matter in terms of like your you know your workouts and stuff just get them in when you can just just get comfortable with not knowing when your schedule is because that's what yours is like um and get it in when you can if you get off early great go to the gym get your steps in get it done and um it would might take you a little bit of time just to get used to it but just finding your little hacks is gonna help you out big time yeah and maybe if you have got a day at the weekend or something you can do a batch cooking this can be a helpful tool for a lot of people that if you do just have a morning where you're free take the time invest the time in cooking up a huge whether it's like a turkey bolognese or like a huge big batch meal and separate it into different containers and then no matter how busy you are during the week you've always got something you can take with you to work put in the fridge until you get that gap in your day where you can go and grab it um you know try and think about what you can do rather than the limitations on what you can't do yeah and like having a few snacks the old protein bar in your bag just in case little things like that can really help you um so yeah 
okay, Tori, how long were you weighing every morsel for before you could fairly accurately understand your calorie intake purely by portion size? Are there any tips for life after calorie counting that will help you stick within your own calorie budgets? Or is calorie counting going to be a lifelong task? Oh my God, Tori, of course not. We um, we are not expecting everyone to count calories forever because that will be a very miserable life. <laughs> I think, to be honest... During this process and during your time when you are tracking, I'm going to call it tracking rather than calorie counting because that sounds so depressing, um, you learn certain meals that are nourishing, full of protein and are within maybe 500 calories, for example. Mm -hmm. And those meals, realistically, in a household, how many meals do you rotate a night? I wish that we all had the time and the energy to make new meals and new creative recipes every single night. Some people do. Some people love it. Don't get me wrong. But for the majority of households, we rotate, what, like six meals, <laughs> probably. Um, majority, And then the occasional new recipe will come in. So I would suggest... Finding your um, own database in your mind of meals that you know uh, work for you and keep you feeling good, energized, but also keep you maintaining your weight and not putting on weight. And I would just kind of rotate them and use them and use what you've learned throughout this process. Um, does that make sense? Yeah, perfect sense. It's just like uh, learning. It's it's just learning. It's like we say, uh, using a map. You're using Google Maps to teach you where to go. Once you've discovered where to go, then you don't need to use the map anymore. And you just you just get used to the the foods that are going to help you feel nice and full. The uh, eating whole foods is always going to give you more bang for your buck. As in, like you're going to feel fuller and you're going to be able to usually eat more of it. Um and and just just you know life is gonna you're gonna change and you're gonna move your budget and you it's like money isn't it it's that like counting money <laughs> yeah and really which I'm not very like good when, at when <laughs> other priorities babe um but when when you like pour your oats into your bowl in the morning for example you kind of know right half a bowl is gonna be what's 50 grams or something so you can well, can kind of estimate you can eyeball you'll learn to eyeball things and you'll learn to work out and also like I feel like I'm a macro calculator in my head now because I've been tracking for so many years like you could show me an egg and I'd know that it's got like 70 calories in it you could show me pretty much like any food and I could roughly gauge what's in it yeah yeah and you will get you will get to that stage um so therefore you don't have to track because you can kind of guess yeah so it's not forever it you'll get it you'll know you'll know for sure okay Ashley how to change your mindset when needing to take a few days off due to injury feeling like a failure oh I'm not getting all my workouts and steps in but I know I need to rest god you are not a failure <laughs> no I had a bit of a hard word with Ashley this week because um she keeps she kept commenting the fact that she was feeling like a cripple and that she was like broken and I was going listen it sounds to me like you need a deload. 
you know, Ashley's been with us from the very beginning. Therefore, you've been training with intensity for a long time. Your body is probably feeling a little bit battered and you've been training really heavy. Um, And also you've been in a deficit. You've lost a lot of body fat from your photos. You're looking extremely lean. So from my opinion, I think it's time you to just take a deload, whether that is I recommended either taking a couple of days off training or taking it down to 50% with your weights for a few days, just letting your body recover. Remember your body actually does the makes the changes when you're resting. It repairs your muscles when you're at rest. If you're continuing to damage your muscles day after day after day after day with no consideration for your rest and recovery, then you're actually going to hinder your results in the long run. And that is really hard to get your head around. Um, But Ashley, I think it's time to take a couple of days of rest. Yeah, take a bit of rest. Yeah. Oh, God, Maz, you've inspired. I'm going to have the day off as well tomorrow. We Thank do, you. We do. We do it. We have days off. Yeah. You know, like it's not like we go at it every day. No way. Like we definitely, I love my rest days. <laughs> yeah. It's just think if if yourself now, Ashley, is that it's intelligent training. So, um, so yeah, listen to, to your body. Okay, Carol, li- uh, can lifting weights at the beginning of the program make you weigh more in the first few weeks? No, uh, not really. Um, if you aren't seeing uh, any progress in the first couple of weeks, that'll be because we don't have you in a deficit if you are putting on weight in the first few weeks, then we actually have you in a surplus. Now, Carol, I know that you've been extremely busy, you've been caring for others, and you've been on the go so much that it's been really difficult to try and plan out your nutrition and your workouts and your um, steps. But I love that you've stuck with us and you have tried to make this work because life is complex and difficult and things always come up. Um, So we love that you are um, sticking with it. But if we are not seeing the progress that we want to, let's just reassess uh, what you're currently doing to make sure that we get those um, scales running down. It won't be the lifting um, that's making you put on weight. No, it's very difficult for us to put on that much um, muscle in a short space of time. Um, so yeah, 100%, we, we're so proud that you're sticking with us. Um, and I did see that you commented saying that one of your wins was staying under the calories that we set you. Um, and we actually want you to hit the calories that we've set you um, and know that you can enjoy the calories that we've set you. And if you stick to the calories we've set you, then you are going to see progress and um, and be losing body fat. Okay. Um, we've got lots of nutrition questions. Kate, I would like to know how not hitting your protein affects results. This is a great question. Is there a difference in how to in how lean I will look um, or my body shape or is it simply to feel more fuller for longer? Firstly, great recognition that protein is going to make you feel fuller for longer. That is 100% one of the positives. Um, But in terms of your physique, protein is um, important for the way that your body looks Um, because you need protein to help your body repair and build new muscle tissue. Um, And that is what's going to change the shape of your body by building muscle muscle and creating that toned look. Um, And Protein is actually the most crucial macro to build your physique and to preserve your muscle mass. So anyone as well that is going to be going through the menopause or is currently going through the menopause, 
protein is going to be extremely important for preserving your muscle mass. We know that when estrogen dives, um, we get a lot of muscle breakdown with that as females. So we want to preserve and hold on to as much as possible so that we continue to look toned as we age. Yeah, really, really well put. And uh, yeah, great to recognize that as well. Okay, next question. Um, Caroline, can you recommend some high protein snacks? I'm getting bored of my usual go-tos. Yep, of course. So um, protein shakes, 0% Greek yogurt with berries, bulk it up with lovely berries, uh, baby bells, low-fat cottage cheese, uh, veggie sticks. Um, yeah, that's that's a, a nice little bunch. Yeah. Good. Helen, um, I'm struggling. Oh, no, sorry. So, no, I am there. Yeah. No. Helen, I'm struggling to hit my fats macro at times. I reduce the amount of oil, butter, um, sources for food, and use seasoning and fry light. So, what am I missing? Uh, not a fan of avocado. So, not easy, an easy one to add into the diet. Um, okay. So, we've obviously asked you to reduce lots of saturated fats which are your uh things like cheese creams uh but we really want you to get fatty fish into your diet um and and meats nuts seeds olives cheese in moderation maz yeah i'd um just think focus on your unsaturated fat sources if you go into your handbook there's a big list of um fat sources on there so just refer to that and see what you can put into your diet yeah and i like what you what you said uh the other day about putting seeds on everything yeah so i learned from um a friend to put seeds on like your oats in the morning to on your salads thinking about what you can add to your meals, just a little bit, um, some crushed nuts into some things, um, just to get those fats up in a healthy way. Yeah. Okay, Amy, um, I'm finding it almost impossible to not go over carbs. I'm under on calories and miles under on protein, other than eating an entire chicken each day, which I don't know what else to do. I don't like yogurt or seafood and don't usually eat meat with every meal. How much of a concern is it if I go slightly over my carbs but stay under my calories? Okay, so I've had a look at your diary, Amy, and you are, um, yeah, too low on your protein. So we do need to get that up. Thinking about um, like whey protein. So if you're having um, oats in the morning, you could add some whey protein into that. You could have a protein shake as a snack during the day. That's an instant um, 30 grams or 25 grams of protein there. You've got eggs, you've got low fat cottage cheese, and then you can look at meat alternatives as well, such as tofu and um, meat replacements such as Satan and soy, which can actually be really high in protein as well. So you're going to have to deep dive into this. Um, use the group, a lot of uh, vegetarians in there, which will have some good ideas for you as well um and then in terms of your carbs a lot of the things that are pushing you over aims is like innocent smoothies cereal bars courgette fritters these things are going to be super high in calories and actually aren't going to be very satiating because you're going to eat them going to probably be hungry like an hour afterwards and they're packed with um carbs so let's try and balance this out as well um also go back to the last question think about your fats your unsaturated fats um and try and make that whole food diet um a little bit more rounded and i think that will help you yeah 
Okay, Hila had a great question. Uh, she said, what's your response to Tim Spector's interview with Steve Bartlett? Um, are a myths of protein and why we're eating too much? Right, Matt, I'm going to let you go in with this one. <laughs> okay, Tim Spector is back. If you've listened to Stephen Bartlett's podcast in the past, he's had um, Tim Spector on um, before, and he is actually an extremely well-respected um, doctor of science. You know, he's got some really serious credentials against his name. However, uh, I'm sure you've all noticed that clickbait is a wonderful thing. And at the beginning of these podcasts, they're naming them things such as the name of this episode is extra protein is making you fatter. Um, which we all know is a stupid comment because calorie surplus will be making you fatter, whether that's protein, fats, or carbs. An excess of anything is make, is going to, um, beyond your, your calorie sort of allowance for the day, is going to make you put on body fat. It's no particular um, macronutrient. There's no particular food. We don't need to demonize anything. Um and that clickbait is what gets hits. It's why people listen to it because they want this kind of, oh, that's the reason why I'm getting fat when it's actually not the case. Um, all of the research that I've read, I'm not actually listening to this podcast yet because it's nearly two hours long and who's got the time, but all of this research that I've read has um, indicates that women who are regularly weight training and want to build muscle need around, I don't know, 1.6 to about two grams of protein per kilogram of weight to get optimal results. Um, so that's the research that I have read. I don't know what research he has to back his claims. I'd be really interested to read it. Um, but this is just coming from my background and what I know. Um, other benefits of your protein that I don't know if they mention in there is obviously your thermic effects of food. So it takes your body more energy to digest your food. Therefore, you get more bang for your buck. You're burning. You're going to sort of um, intake less calories per gram of protein because it takes you, it, it, your body kind of needs more energy to burn that. Um and again, going back to that um, menopausal um, time that I was speaking about earlier, we as women go through hormonal changes, we start to lose muscle mass, and protein is hugely important to help preserve us, um, that muscle mass as we age. So it's kind of irresponsible, I think, to say things like we're eating double the amount of protein that we need, because I can guarantee you, Chelsea, have you ever met a client that is eating too much protein when they join you? No, never, never. Let, a, let it's alone all... double the amount. What is it? Do you would you say that people are eating the most if that when they start out uh, all the macros, like car carbs and saturated fat? Yeah, agree. Yeah, it's it's carbs and saturated fat and and pro uh, ultra processed foods. I would say that's the the I would say that's the common like problem. Yeah, it's never protein. So. Never. Yeah. So that's kind of my my response to it. Obviously, I've not listened to it yet. I really respect Tim Spector um, as a scientist, but I think it's just a bit of clickbait and I think you have to take it with a bit of pinch of salt. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Gemma, I love salt on my dinner. Does salt add to holding water? So uh, the British Heart Foundation recommends less than six grams of salt a day, which is roughly a teaspoon. Um, the average 
adult is eating like 8.4 grams a day, which is 40% above the natural guideline. And that is actually due to things that we're grabbing and going, such as like ready meals, canned soups, um, processed meats like hams and salami. Um, that's gonna ha- they're all gonna have a lot of salt in them already, which is kind of pushing us over our limits. So no. As salt isn't a bad thing, um, but just be careful if you are having a lot of those type of foods in your diet as well. Be careful how much salt you're adding onto your meals as well. Yeah. Okay, we are now moving on to some nice training questions. And P.S. Train the talking about training. The project form group is popping this week. So nice watching everyone train, isn't it? Yeah, it's gorgeous. Okay, we're moving on to some training questions. Uh, We've got Arlene. The difference between lifting heavier and less reps or smaller weights, but more reps. What happens? What happens to the look of your body? Uh, This is something we get asked all the time. Um, So you can either work a muscle or you can't. If you are doing a high rep, low weight exercise with lots of pulses, etc., you're still working the muscle. The purpose of it is to get a burn or work the muscle so that you can feel something. The same as if you're lifting heavier weights but lower reps, the purpose of it is to work the muscle. So you can't change the length of your muscle. That is down to how we are made. Uh, That's your genetics. So you can either grow a muscle or you can't. The thing that people get very confused about is they see people that do Pilates and lightweight workouts and a lot of the time these people are quite lean um, and the, that toned physique and um, that is usually down to the fact that they might have a little bit of muscle there or maybe they won't and they've got very low body fat percentage. Maz, is there a better way to put that or have I said that in a, in a good way? Yeah, no, perfect. Yeah. <clears throat> Sam, should I increase my weights or reps? We want you to try and lift. We want you to try and stick within this 8 to 12 rep range if you can. That is the kind of rep range we want for what they call hypertrophy, which is building muscle. Um, If you're finding that you're getting to rep 12 and it's really easy, I would say let's try a higher weight. And if you are then trying to go too heavy and you're reaching about six reps, I'd maybe say lower the weight. So try and stick within that rep range at a weight suitable. Yeah. Yeah. Laura, should I be keeping tension throughout an exercise use? For example, Romanian deadlift or glute bridge? I think the answer is yes, as it's harder. Um, so you're going to have tension when when you're working the um, the muscle, but there will be a, a point where there's not tension on the on the muscle. So, for example, with Romanian deadlift, uh, you've got tension on the on the the muscles as you're um, going down your leg and and up. But then when you get to the top, there, there isn't going to be tension. However, there's no. going to be tension in your upper body, right? There's going to be tension through yeah. your bracing throughout. So yeah. You know, actually, I think that's a really, uh, it's a really intelligent question because, yes, I suppose you kind of do have tension in your body, whatever you're lifting. If you're doing a squat, barbell back squat, even though you're not working your legs at the top, you've still got tension running through your entire body because you've got this brace, you've got this tight 
wrap around your body that is so strong that if someone came and punched you, you'd break their fist. You know, you want to keep everything yes. as tight and strong as possible throughout your your movements so that when you finish that eighth rep or that tenth rep, you're gassed. You know, it's like you don't kind of rest in between each rep. You want to keep everything tight. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Hannah, is it okay to do sculpt once, twice, and sculpt two as my third strength workouts, or do I need to do one, two, three? My gym doesn't have one of the machines required in sculpt three, so I did sculpt one again. Um, So, no, Hannah, we want you to do one, two, and three because we programmed it so that you've got different exercises and um, we want you to be working different muscles throughout the week enough. Uh, We would like you to tell us what um, machine your gym doesn't have. You can write it in the comment box or write it in the group um, and then we'll give you a different exercise to do and then you can do one, two and three. Lovely. Perfect. And our last question is, Sarah, do we have to do sculpt one, then sculpt two, then three? I find sculpt three takes me longer and usually rushing on a Friday. Can I do the three workouts whenever or is it better in a sequence? Yeah, do it whenever suits you. It's a very flexible plan. As long as you get them done in the week, in any order, at any time that works for you, that is the main thing. That is what we're happy with. So, um, so yeah, you can do them in any order uh, that you prefer. Yeah, perfect. And shall we have some wins to finish? We finish on a high. Right, Arlene <laughs> is not drinking alcohol at all and my macro percentages are improving and evening out. I'm getting to know more about food. I'm usually 300 calories less than my goal a day, but I can't eat them as I'm full. Bloody hell, I wish I... <laughs> I wish that happened to me. <laughs> um, Nay, um, I went shopping to get some new jeans, something I really hate having to do. Oh my God, I hate shopping for jeans. Oh, I me too. really hear you, Naomi. Like, I, you know, that bulge that you get when it's too tight around your hips and you get like a bit of a muffin top oh my god it's the worst um anyway I ended up buying four pairs as I couldn't decide between them they're all a size 10 which I haven't been able to fit into it for ages and instead of coming out disappointed I felt amazing I wore them out with my girls tonight and felt so confident and got lots of compliments too love that I love it Okay, so we want you to have an amazing week. Hopefully, um, you are going to feel nice and inspired to be like, I am doing this. So let's do it. Let's have a fantastic third week. Uh, We're here if you need us. And yeah, let's absolutely get going. No excuses this week. And keep up all of the momentum in the group chat because it's been amazing again this week. Really positive, really helpful for everyone. So keep that going because we love it. Yes. Okay, well, have a good week, everyone. We're here whenever you need us and we shall speak to you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening and choosing us as your coaches. If you want to join our next six-week project, head to the website now for more info. You will not regret it. Bye.